What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon and welcome to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community. Your host is Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. This hour is designed to inspire, inform, and to help you live better with cancer. Now, here's your host, Kim Tibaldo. Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Cancer, an internet radio show that focuses on informing and inspiring people to live well with cancer. I'm Kim Tebaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. The Wellness Community and Gildas Club have united to become the Cancer Support Community, one of the largest providers of cancer support in the United States and around the world. Our services are offered at more than 100 locations worldwide and online at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. Welcome to the show today. We are going to be talking more about one of the Cancer Support Community's newest programs, Living Healthy with Cancer. Cancer, which is made possible with support from Pfizer. Uh, this patient education program aims to provide valuable information and resources to patients who are in active treatment. The program's goal is to raise awareness about the physical and emotional needs of someone living with cancer. Uh, as we all know, a cancer diagnosis is life-changing, and then the goal of the Living Healthy with Cancer program, as well as of today's show, is to inform patients and caregivers of the steps they can take to live a healthier life with cancer and to become empowered in their cancer journey. Because everyone's experience with cancer is different, it's important to consult your healthcare team before making any major lifestyle uh, changes, and that's uh, an important note that we want to make. So returning to our show today, and we're so pleased, is Dr. William Schaffner. He is currently the chair of the Department of Preventive Medicine at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. Dr. Schaffner is one of the country's leading experts on infectious, infectious diseases with more than 30 years of public health experience. He's also a member of the CDC Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices and is the current president of the National Foundation for Infectious Diseases. Welcome back, Dr. Schaffner. Good to be with you, Kim. We are also joined by Vicki Kennedy. Vicki is the Vice President of Program Development and Delivery here at the Cancer Support Community, and she is a licensed oncology social worker. Thanks for joining, Vicki. Thanks for having me. So today's show is all about medical management during cancer. Uh, living well during cancer treatment and beyond can be a challenge, so it's important to have a support team in place to help you through the journey. We'll be talking today about ways to manage a healthy lifestyle during active treatment into survivorship and how to stay organized and communicate clearly with your healthcare team. We'll go over how to live a healthy lifestyle, how to adjust to the new normal of life after cancer, how to manage emotional issues related to cancer, and how to create an individualized survivor care plan, and we're going to talk more about that. We hope that taking these steps will empower patients to become active participants in their health care and live better. 
with cancer. Dr. Schaffner, I, I, this is a, an important conversation I want to open with you. Um, you know, we're hearing a lot lately about this term medical management. Um, it, can you give our listeners a definition of exactly what medical management is, you know, what it means for them as cancer patients? Well, medical management in its new kind of definition encompasses everything to do with your developing a healthy, it's possible lifestyle, even though you've got cancer. You know, we used to think of medical management as just your interaction with your healthcare providers, which medicines you had to take when and how to deal with the side effects. But we're thinking about living in the most healthy and active way possible, psychological health, nutritional health, exercise health, your relationship with your family and your friends, uh, your occupation. Many people with cancer still are in the workforce. So how to do this in a comprehensive, universal way so that uh, you really live with your cancer and sometimes even beyond it so that you are maximizing your health in your circumstances? So, so Dr. Schaffner, I think it's a great, it's a great broad definition uh, to get us started. Let's let's start to drill down a little bit on what some of these things mean. And I, you know, I know a lot of folks are listening today and really looking for some some specific tips on on on, on how to manage things through through the cancer experience. Um, we know that that people living with cancer often have uh, multiple medications. So they have medications, you know, for the direct treatment of cancer. They have medications for side effects, and maybe you are taking medications for other things that they have going on in their lives. You know. It can be overwhelming, very confusing. What tips do you have, Dr. Schaffner, for, uh, for, for helping folks keep all of these medications organized and keeping that medication schedule on track, which we know is so important? So a couple of things. Uh, obviously, have a clear understanding with your healthcare provider, with your doctors and nurses, about which medicines you are to take and when you are to take them. When you're, when you're going to the doctor or the healthcare provider, take a family member with you so that they can take notes because you'll be too confused to, to try to remember it all. So take notes. Then once you get home, and don't hesitate to ask someone to help you out, actually organize it. Write it down. Which are the medicines I'm to take in the morning, in the middle of the day, and in, and in the evening? And then Organize yourself, and you can go out and buy these little medication organizers mm-hmm. so that you can put your pills in and you know which times of the day to take them and which are to be taken every day. And uh, don't hesitate to ask someone to help you organize that. And then, of course, you've got to adhere to the schedule. And some people actually uh, have little alarms or reminders that they put around the house just to remind them that they uh, need to take those medicines on time. And some have to be taken with a liquid or something like that to soothe the stomach, et cetera, et cetera. Just try to understand all that, write it all down, and then organize your medical day and your medicine for the week. Uh, so I think that's that's good information, and and and, and I think that uh, we do know 
that a patient will have the best, you know, outcomes, the best results if they can keep uh, that, that, that medication on schedule. But, Dr. Schaffner, I also uh, I think your tip is important to reinforce. Um, you know, we, we, uh, many of us are fortunate to have good, good caregivers around us, good loved ones around us who want to find a, an important way to help. So this is something that you could potentially kind of offload to somebody and say, look, here's all of the information. Can you help me get it organized? Can you help me put a system in place to, to, uh, to try to keep this on schedule? And that's a, that's a great way to engage those caregivers around you, um, uh, you know, who, who want to be helpful, you know, in a real, in a real meaningful way. Um, Vicki, I know that, uh, uh, that being an active participant in your healthcare means a lot of communication with healthcare professionals. Uh, sometimes it can be difficult to identify your needs, to communicate them clearly at a doctor's appointment. We know that those appointments, you know, oftentimes can be so rushed and, 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 and patients feel so pressured to kind of get it all in and get all the questions, uh, all the questions answered. What tips do you have for patients who are, who are anxious about this or maybe having trouble managing those appointments and, the, and that communication with the, with the healthcare team? Oh, I think, you know, I think Dr. Schaffner actually already mentioned one of those great tips is to, to write things down, you know, think about it, you know, even keep a notepad, you know, um, by your kitchen table or by your bedside or something throughout the week because you may have questions that come up throughout the course of the time before you go see the doctor. Go in with a written list of questions and, and kind of an agenda. You know, what, you know, we go to meetings. We like to kind of have an agenda in mind. The doctor really appreciates it because you're kind of prepared and ready with those list of questions and concerns that you may have. Um, and I think, you know, definitely having it written down, if nothing else, can help. And bringing, I think, uh, also, as Dr. Schaffner mentioned, bringing a family member, a friend, to take notes for you so that while you're listening, they can sit there and kind of jot down notes, um, and, and that frees you up to ask the questions that you need to do. And, you know, don't hesitate to ask the doctor to, you know, draw you a picture. Show me what, what do you mean, doctor, when you say this or that? Um, about my about my cancer, about how the treatment is going to work. A lot of doctors love to draw little pictures to show you what's happening. And and last but not least, don't hesitate to 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 kind of stop the, stop the the doctor or the nurse that you're talking to and to say, you know, I really don't understand that. Could you explain it in a different way? Or are you saying this so that you can kind of get a sense on if they're if, if you're really understanding it and if they're able, you know, then they know that you're understanding it. Uh, but they, you know, they, there are no dumb questions. You just got to ask. I love Vicki's uh, suggestions. I endorse them 100%. And here are also a couple of little things just to add on yes, yes. to elaborate on what Vicki has said. You know, uh, doctors are often, unfortunately, in a bit of a rush. But if you begin your questions by looking at them and saying, you know, you're always so helpful to me. We appreciate that. Oh, that makes them feel good. And now I have just a couple of questions for you. Mm-hmm. That will slow them down. You've given them a compliment, and they can't help but be helpful. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Works better if the patient is a lady and the doctor is a fella. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, we may be crossing some lines here, Dr. Schaffner. We may be crossing <laughs> some lines here. But, uh, well, you know, I think it's important that, 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 that we think about uh, the, the doctor and the patient as really partners in health. And, um, you know, you're, you're certainly the expert on your own, you know, issues and what you're feeling and what your priorities are. Um, and obviously your doctor's trained in, in his or her field. And the idea is how can we create a partnership? How can we come together, you know, for the best care of the patient? As we're, as we're getting to the break, uh, Vicki, you know, maybe a good moment to mention that, you know, our open to options program. I know that, um, you know, sometimes a, a you know, doctor will say, look, you know, you've got treatment A, treatment B, you know, here are some, some medical information about these two treatments, but, but really it's going to be up to you um, to decide. You know, I, I know I'd love for you to tell folks about uh, some of the ways that we're helping patients, you know, through those treatment decisions. Yes, we have a, a fabulous program called Open to Options, and, and what that does is uh, we have a, a, a trained professional counselor that can sit with you to help you organize your thoughts and your questions and your concerns to prioritize those so you can make the most of your time with the doctor together. And it really helps you just come up with a question list that's important to you. You know, what is it about those options uh, that, that are being uh, put, you know, that the doctor is providing for you that you need to think about in terms of your personal situation or your work or your life situation, and we can help you to organize those in a written list of questions that you can then take to your next appointment and give that compliment to the doctor and then <laughs> begin to share, to say to the doctor, I really have a few questions and a dialogue I'd like to have with you about my situation, and Open to Options can help you do that. We have that free of charge available uh, 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 through our toll-free cancer support helpline, as well as through many of our, our uh, centers nationwide. Wine. So, so it's a, it's a matter of Vicky. It's, it's it's not a matter of sort of, you know, the counselor telling you what to do. It's a it's a matter of framing mm-hmm. framing the issues. Exactly, not at all. We don't give any medical advice, or we don't take you through option A versus option B versus option C. What we just do is we listen to your questions. We we start with what your questions are, and we essentially scribe or or write down those questions for you, and we help you to organize those questions. So they're your own questions. They aren't our questions, um, and, and that sometimes that just helps people to have somebody sit down with them and to organize their thoughts um, in, in a structured way that's useful to kind of take the physician through, okay, this is what I understand about my disease. These are the options you're providing for me. Here's my situation and the questions I have for which choice which choice for you and me as a doctor and patient that we can talk about the right decision for me. Great. So, great. Yeah. It's great. It's great. And, and uh, we're going to give you some more information about that program a little later in the show. Um, but you can visit us at cancersupportcommunity.org to get connected into that open to options program. Uh, this is frankly speaking about cancer. We're talking about medical management. Uh, we've launched a new program called Living Healthy with Cancer. Uh, some tips, steps you can take to live a healthier life kind of with, through, and beyond. Uh, the cancer experience. Uh, Don't go away. We're going to take a quick break here, and we will be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Effective cancer treatment requires more than just medication or surgery. For the country's 12 million cancer survivors and their loved ones, the social and emotional challenges of adapting to life with cancer are ongoing. How to handle co-workers' questions, 
how to get comfortable with new physical realities, how to reassure worried family members, or explain to friends your priorities have changed. The Cancer Support Community is ready to help by providing free counseling, education, and hope for survivors and their caregivers. Whether online or at over 100 locations around the world, the Cancer Support Community is ready to offer the support you need to live a better life with cancer. For more information on support groups, publications, nutrition, exercise programs, and more, call 1-888-793-9355 or visit us online at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org. The Cancer Support Community, a global network of education and hope. Cancer Support Community is proud to be a partner of Magnolia Meals at Home, a new pilot program that aims to help patients by providing nourishing meals to households affected by breast cancer so loved ones can spend more quality time together. This program is currently available in and around two pilot cities, Andover, Massachusetts, and Woodcliffe Lake, New Jersey. Participants will receive one delivery of meals every month for up to six months when enrolled in the program. Each delivery includes up to seven meals designed to help meet the nutritional needs of people living with breast cancer and 10 meals for family members. This novel program is brought to you by the Azi Women's Oncology Program, Magnolia, Cancer Care, the Cancer Support Community, and Meals on Wheels Association of America. To find out if you or loved ones are eligible, visit online at www.magnoliamealsathome.com or call 617-733-5848. Cancer, it's a lonely word. Terms I don't understand, choices I never thought I'd have to make. But there is hope and help. Support from cancer survivors. Links to research and clinical trials. Help with finances and access to care. All behind you at Breakaway from Cancer, created by Amgen to empower cancer patients. The Cancer Support Community is proud to be a partner of Breakaway from Cancer. Steps to a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking About Cancer. I'm Kim Tibaldo. Today I'm joined by Dr. Schaffner from the Department of Preventive Medicine at Vanderbilt University Medical Center and Vicki Kennedy, who's the Cancer Support Community's Vice President of Program Development and Delivery, and uh, Vicki is also a social worker. We're talking about one of CSC's newest programs, Living Healthy with Cancer, uh, which is made possible with support from Pfizer. This uh, program equips people live, uh, to have the, with tips on how to live well with cancer. Uh, we're providing some tools to live a healthy life through uh, through exercise, nutrition, emotional well-being, medical management. Uh, there's so many components that go into the management of a cancer diagnosis. It's not just about the treatment, but it's about the whole person. Um, and I want to continue to talk about ways to stay healthy uh, during uh, during treatment. Dr. Schaffner. Last time we had you on the show, we, we talked a little bit about uh, exercise and how important exercise is for everyone, frankly, all of us, but also important for people with cancer. Um, what are some of the things that, that people going through uh, cancer treatment should know about staying active? So, Kim, I can't talk enough about the virtues of 
exercise. It's great for the body, but it's also very good for the mind. Now, when we say exercise, we don't mean turning everyone into an Olympic athlete. <laughs> it's, let's start with the fact that sitting is better than lying, and being standing and being vertical is better than sitting. Getting the body to move uh, actually moves the blood around and will strengthen your muscles, getting you outside because you're going to need kind of uh, a sustained capacity to uh, get through life, to uh, enjoy your life, and having a, having a body that is moving around and exercising your muscles, toning them up is good. A simple walk is wonderfully restorative. Now, sometimes that walk will begin from the bedroom to the bathroom, and then you'll graduate to the dining room and the living room, Mm -hmm. and then you'll Mm -hmm. graduate further to uh, just out of doors. And then, by George, uh, if you keep doing that every day a little bit farther, soon you're going around the block. And when you're going around the block, you nod to your neighbors, and you notice the changing of the seasons, and you're out of doors, and you realize you're part of the world. So while your body is being restored, you're also psychologically doing something very good for yourself. Dr. Schaffner, you're making me want to sing that song, Put One Foot in Front of the Other. Exactly. <laughs> As you're talking, I'm getting that tune in my head, and it's, it's making me want to stand up and go out and take a walk. Um, it's, ter- it's, it's terrific. I think it's good advice. And, and uh, you know, again, like you said, we're not, we're not talking about going out and running a marathon, but we're just, just, just getting up and getting some movement um, is going to make all the difference. And uh, I, I think that sometimes folks think, oh, my gosh, I'm so tired. You know, I'm so fatigued. I, I just don't have the energy to do it. What they don't realize is if you actually just get up and start moving, it's going to restore some of your energy and um, and and uh, make you feel less fatigued, which may seem a little counterintuitive uh, to some folks. You know, Dr. Schefter, I, I, we also know that many cancer treatments make the body's immune system more susceptible to disease and 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 to infection. And we're we're, we're getting into uh, into the flu season here. And in fact, I got my my flu shot last Friday. Uh, but we get we get a lot of cancer patients who ask us. You know, am I supposed to get a flu shot if I have cancer or if I'm going through, uh, you know, through cancer treatment? What's the verdict on that? Well, the short answer is absolutely get it. Influenza, first, influenza is the serious winter respiratory infection. It can make any of us very, very ill, but particularly so people who are already have a weakened immune system or who are frail in some other way. So you want the best possible protection. The injectable flu vaccine is the one for you. So just go go ahead and get it. And number two, make sure that everyone in your family also is vaccinated mm-hmm. and all your visitors and friends who come to visit you because we don't want them to bring flu to you and potentially make you sick. Now, in addition to flu vaccine, we can do some other simple things. Good personal hygiene, keep your fluid intake up, and then a little bit of prudent behavior. If you're exercising and you're out in the world, remember, during flu season may be the best time to rent a movie rather than to go out to a movie because if flu is in your community, avoid those crowds to the extent that you can. 
Mm-hmm. And I guess that's a balance, right? Because we don't want folks to, you know, folks to feel lonely or folks to feel isolated. But like you said, there may be, maybe some ways to take control over that social interaction. And, and like you said, maybe, you know, have the family over, you know, to watch the movie at home rather than being out and, 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 and being a bit, uh, being a bit vulnerable. Um, yes. Don't confuse this with with being a hermit or anything like yes. that. I wouldn't suggest that for the moment. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I, I just want to touch on while, while we're, we're sort of on this path, Dr. Schaffner, I want to, I, you know, I want to touch on, on uh, eating well. I know, I know for many folks with cancer, it isn't easy uh, to eat well. We know that the cancer and or the cancer treatment can cause some, some side effects and maybe, you know, affect your, your, your appetite. But why is nutrition so important while going through, through cancer treatment? And, and what are some tips that you might have for our listeners if they are feeling challenged by getting that nutrition that they need? Well, nutrition obviously is important to restore the body, to keep it functional so that we can continue to make our proteins and carbohydrates and such so our whole body chemistry keeps working and we don't become too frail. Now, you're exactly right, Kim. Uh, Some people have difficulty with eating, so we recommend breaking things up into small meals during the day little bite-sized things that go on because eating too much at one time might make us nauseated. Another thing is avoid those spicy hot foods. Eat things that are soothing. If you have a yen for something, well, satisfy that as part of your appetite. Uh, Try to balance your food so that you're getting some vitamins and vegetables while you're also enjoying that vanilla ice cream. You don't want to do just the vanilla ice cream. Yeah, no, I, I think that's I think that's that's good information and to have that balance and to make sure you have those healthful snacks, you know, kind of close by. Um, you know, when you are feeling hungry, you've got some of those some of those choices to keep you strong. Uh, Vicky, we've been talking a lot about the the, the physical issues, the exercise, and and and, and eating well and and um, uh, bolstering our immune system and, and vaccines. But w- what, about the, what about the social and emotional health? Why, you know, w- w- why is it important to address those issues and maintain your emotional health while you're going through treatment? Well, I think, you know, our bodies really respond, you know, to the way we think and feel and act and, 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 and therefore our emotions and the stress that we're feeling uh, that cancer has now brought into our lives. So not just the diagnosis itself, but treatment and, and, and struggling perhaps with side effects of the other things. Those are providing kind of a wear and tear on our kind of coping and our ability to, uh, to, to just feel kind of at peace or or kind of healthy and well during that time period. So I think it's just, you know, of course, we at the Cancer Support Committee feel that these social and emotional pieces are such an integral part of the of the kind of journey through cancer and and essential for recovery because the mind affects the physical and we really have to think in terms of how can we reduce stress in our lives is it a simple kind of relaxation are there is it that walk that Dr. Schaffner is talking about there are many ways in which we have to address the social and emotional healing that needs to take place as much as our physical healing. And um, because it can affect, it can affect our ability to get to our treatment on time and to, uh, to stay on track with, the, with all the things that we're, we're now juggling, perhaps between work and going to treatment and, and being a, a family member. There's so many things. So if we, do, if we ignore the social and emotional stressors, 
we can really start to, to develop problems like potentially depression, anxiety, and other things that can begin to affect our ability to feel well again. I, I, Vicki, I think you're making some, some, uh, some really important points, and, you know, I know we have such a wide array of, of, of listeners. Can you also just take a moment, before we get to our break here, we've got a couple minutes, but can you just take a moment also to address the importance of, of, the, of the caregivers addressing oh. their, their, their social and emotional health and why that's so important in this whole big picture? Sure. And, you know, I think sometimes I, I, you know, I've been a caregiver myself, so I know we, we, you know, we want to be strong and we are trying to do so much that we can for the person that we love or care about that's going through cancer. But sometimes we put aside our own healthy lifestyles. We, we, we postpone getting to that doctor's appointment or that dentist appointment we need. Um, we, we don't maybe take the time out that we need to go out with friends for lunch or to, or to do our own kind of uh, meditation or exercise that we need to do. And caregivers can be equally affected uh, by the cancer diagnosis in the sense of the stress that it brings on, our, on your body as a caregiver. So um, if, we, if we want to do the very best for the person that we care about, we also have to take care of ourselves. And, um, and that means all of the same, you know, exercise, nutrition, uh, getting emotional support, uh, finding the support around us uh, to, t- to kind of rejuvenate us so that we can do, uh, give the love and support to the person who's also going through the illness. Yeah, I think it's such an important point because, um, you know, we hear caregivers say, oh, gosh, I can't take the time. Mm-hmm. to go and do that. I can't, can't take the time to go and exercise. I can't take the time, you know, to, to sit and read or to do those things. And, and uh, you know, w- w- what we tell them oftentimes is, look, you've got to take the time to yeah. do those things. And, it's, and so, so, that, so that, you know, you have to take care of yourself so that you can be the best caregiver, uh, right. you, know, you know, for, for your loved one. I've heard folks say in some ways it's kind of like, you know, in the, when you're on the airplane, it says, you know, put, the, put that mask on yourself first before you put it on your loved one. You know, you've got to be, you know, you've got to be well well and, and, and healthy in order to be the best caregiver uh, that you can be, and I think it's important that we, that we just touch on that. This is, frankly speaking about cancer, we're talking about medical management. We've launched a new program, Living Healthy with Cancer, which is available on our website at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. It's got some great tips about health, about exercise, about nutrition, about social and emotional health, about um, uh, uh, some medical management issues, um, how we can protect our immune system, a lot of great information. So, uh, so check that out, but don't go away. We've got a lot more to talk about um, in this conversation around medical management and living healthy with cancer. We're going to take, take a quick break here, and we will be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Effective cancer treatment requires more than just medication or surgery. For the country's 12 million cancer survivors and their loved ones, the social and emotional challenges of adapting to life with cancer are ongoing. How to handle co-workers' questions, how to get comfortable with new physical realities, how to reassure worried family members, or explain to friends your priorities have changed. The Cancer Support Community is ready to help by providing free counseling, education, and hope for survivors and their caregivers. Whether online or at over 100 locations around the world, 
The Cancer Support Community is ready to offer the support you need to live a better life with cancer. For more information on support groups, publications, nutrition, exercise programs, and more, call 1-888-793-9355 or visit us online at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org. The Cancer Support Community, a global network of education and hope. I'm Nick Nicolaitis, President and CEO of Morphotech, and we're delighted to be a sponsor of Cancer Support Community's Frankly Speaking About Cancer series. Morphotech and its parent company, Azi, are committed to human health care, and we recognize that patients and their families are the most important participants in the healthcare process. We salute our global advocacy partners who are devoted to improving the lives of people touched by cancer every day. Cancer. It's a lonely word. Terms I don't understand. Choices I never thought I'd have to make. But there is hope and help. Support from cancer survivors. Links to research and clinical trials. Help with finances and access to care. All behind you at Breakaway from Cancer. Created by Amgen to empower cancer patients. The cancer support community is proud to be a partner of Breakaway from Cancer. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer. I'm Kim Tibaldo. Today I'm joined by, joined by Dr. Schaffner from the Department of Preventive Medicine at Vanderbilt University Medical Center and Vicki Kennedy, the Cancer Support Community's Vice President of Program Development and Delivery. Uh, we're talking about living well with cancer and uh, tips to stay healthy through the cancer experience. In the next segment, I want to touch on how people can prevere, pr- uh, prepare themselves for life after cancer treatment. Uh, and thanks to early detection, to medical advances, to, to better targeted treatments, more people with cancer today are surviving and living longer, uh, healthier lives. But sometimes finding that, quote, unquote, new normal after cancer can be a challenge. So we want to drill down on that uh, a little bit today. Dr. Schefter, while we know that everyone's cancer journey is different, um, what types of concerns and issues are common for people as they've completed treatment and are making that transition from cancer patient to cancer survivor? Well, Kim, isn't it exciting, the the notion of completing cancer treatment? Mm -hmm. I find it very exciting, but it's interesting. You know, we have a strange psychology sometimes. We may have uh, a difficult time giving up the concept of the sick role or being an invalid and moving ahead into life and re-entering much of life and increasing our exercise, working with our family and friends, perhaps uh, becoming more o- occupied in our jobs and things such as that. And we have to pay attention to our caregivers, too. They may have a tendency to uh, overcompensate and uh, want to make sure that nothing uh, adverse happens to us, or they may not encourage us to really re-enter life and uh, embrace it. Now, at the same time, there may be medical care instructions that we still have to follow, so that may keep reminding us of uh, our medical circumstances. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an interesting balancing act. And uh, I think 
the whole notion of moving forward is a, a terribly important one, uh, both physically and mentally. I think that's, uh, that really helps to put it um, to put it into context. I know that there are so many, uh, you know, so many concerns that these folks are facing, uh, you know, around this transition. Uh, Vicky, we know that that monitoring the, the you know the psychological effects of cancer and getting the right emotional support is is crit- crucial during the cancer treatment. But what we're really learning um, it's equally as important once the once treatment is complete. I mean, we know it from the Institute of Medicine and many other you know authorities that uh, we have to address uh, that that transition. Uh, Vicky, what, you know, what do we know about this? What what are some of the emotional issues a person might encounter in in in, in making this transition? What are the things that we hear are coming up uh, for these patients, and and what can we do to help? Well, I think, um, you know, Dr. Schaffner uh, pointed this out so well. I think that it's actually a harder transition than one might think. And I think there, there's countless research studies that have been done to really capture what that experience is like um, when treatment ends. And there is indeed that, that time of making transition from being a patient to being a, a, a well person and what that means. Um, you, you know, there's been a lot of vigilance. There's been regular appointments in which, you know, you're touching base with your healthcare team. And there's a sense of, as, as kind of crazy as it sounds now, but when you look back, that was so important because you felt like somebody was there with you kind of monitoring your, your, your health and your wellness and your aches and pains. So oftentimes what happens after uh, treatment is, is there's, um, there's fear and anxiety about what might come next, this kind of uh, the unknown, the uncertainty of, of what to expect um, in, the, in the weeks and months and years ahead. There's um, concern about sometimes people worry about every ache and pain. You know, is this, is, this, is this pain in my shoulder because I was doing yard work yesterday or could it be cancer coming back? So there's this um, oftentimes some attention to a lot of physical uh, symptoms that are going on. Sometimes it takes a lot of balance to deal with the lingering side effects, um, being fatigued or tired, um, and some of the kind of emotional strain that that puts on you. And last but not least, I think a lot of times, you know, it's like, okay, treatment's over, you look good, your hair's come back, and, and everybody looks at you and kind of like, oh, you look great, how are, you know, and you're still kind of feeling like, whoa, you know, what, I just got hit by a truck a few months ago, uh, you know, metaphorically speaking, and I, right now, I'm just beginning to deal with the emotional healing of all of those months of being uh, in, in treatment, being in and out of the hospital perhaps, having surgery, all of the pieces you might have, and now you're just beginning to think about kind of whew, the emotional impact of everything I've just been through. So, Vicki, what can folks do about it? What, what, are, what are the resources that are out there to help folks man, manage through that? I mean, you've got, you know, so you've got some very obviously some practical medical issues that, that folks are facing, but also, as you suggested, you know, the, 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 these emotional issues. I mean, I know one thing that we hear a lot about is a, is a, fear, of, uh, a fear of recurrence. And so mm-hmm. there's this anxiety that builds every time you get a headache, every time you get, a, you know, an ache or a pain that immediately, you know, if you've never had cancer, you think, oh, wow. Gosh, I have a headache. Let me take two aspirin. But if you're someone who's had cancer, you think, "Oh my gosh, could the could, you know could the could the cancer be back? How do you manage that? Um, how do you manage that fear, the fear of recurrence, the the 
you know, anxiety around that? And how do you get to a place where you can, you can live your life? And, and, you know, maybe, maybe you're even looking at life in a whole new way from cancer. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it, it gives you a whole new perspective on life. And, you know, sometimes I think though, um, survivors put a lot of pressure on themselves. You know, they may have during the cancer itself thought, oh, well, you know, if I get through this, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to, I'm going to go out and save the world or do something. And yet the reality is we get through transfer and we get back to work and we get back to emptying the dishwasher and all the things that kind of mundane perhaps in life. And so there is a, there is an adjustment. There are a lot of things we can, uh, you can do when you complete um, cancer treatment. One, just being well-informed, you know, really talking to your doctor, your healthcare team about what are the medical things I need to be watching for? What are the tests I need and how will, how will I be monitoring my, not only my cancer and its remission, uh, or just my general health and well-being. And from an emotional perspective, I think there are a lot of different programs. Uh, certainly, sometimes people look into individual or group counseling. We see uh, the cancer support community, a lot of people decide to join a support group as they get towards the end of treatment because they're starting to realize there's a whole lot more to this than just the chemotherapy or the radiation. Uh, mm-hmm. So certainly through the cancer support community, we have those programs. We also have a wonderful program at the Cancer Support Community called Cancer Transitions, which is a six-week program uh, in which you can be with other survivors going through this transition, and you learn about the medical and physical aspects, the emotional aspects, getting on an, a, perhaps a new physical activity program, and learning how to eat well um, after cancer treatment, and all those things can help with the, the physical and the emotional uh, recovery mm-hmm. after treatment ends. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder Schaffner, if Vicki would agree. Yes, please, yeah, we've got a I couple wonder... minutes until the break, but please, Dr. Schaffner, jump in. Sure. I was, I was wondering if Vicki would agree that uh, urging people to uh, take part in the world, get back into the news, watching TV, pick up your morning paper, find out what's happening just internationally but also in your own community. Um, men particularly, I suppose, will be interested in the sports teams and how they're doing. Uh, lots of people will re-engage with their religious life and their religious community. That will bring them out of themselves and help them transition to this new normal. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Great point. I- you know, I just want to add to that. I think that um, oftentimes, um, you know, again, there's there's a sense of other people thinking it's time to get on with it, and you're still kind of imagining and dealing with the the kind of emotional uh, roller coaster that you've been on. And um, you know, so I think there's some pressure. So just good, honest communication, being able to say to your husband or wife or your your family, you know, look, I, you know, it's not a good day for me today, and it doesn't mean there's something wrong or I'm sick. I'm just trying to 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 find that new, what that new normal means to me. Um, and they may be ready for you to do that faster than you are. <laughs> so. Do you think sometimes the, the whole trauma of the experience doesn't even set in sometimes until after treatment ends? It doesn't. I, I think oftentimes, and, and we've seen this with countless studies as well as working with patients for many years, is that during the, the actual treatment itself, there's kind of this a little bit of numbness. There's this physical a survival component that clicks in and kind of at all costs, I'm going to fight this. I'm going to survive. I'm going to do everything I need to do. And oftentimes we, uh, it's just human nature to kind of want to repress 
the emotion, the, the fear, the anxiety, because, boy, that's intense to kind of do both of those at the same time. Mm-hmm. So we often see when people finish treatment, the physical threat is, is, is subsiding. The physical danger that I might lose my life, perhaps, through this experience is subsiding. And now I have a little bit more energy and emotion and time to look at the, at the emotional and the psychological, the spiritual impact of this event on my life. Mhm mhm. No, I think that I think that makes a lot of sense, but I think that what you know, we talk about this as the new as the new as the new normal so to speak, but there is no, you know, there's no handbook for this. There's no right way to deal with it. Uh, you know, everybody's going to experience this a little bit differently and everyone's going to react a little bit differently. It's a matter of finding, you know, finding the path, but um I think what's important for people to note is that um you know, you're not going through this alone, and there are others who are going through this same experience. And whether it's at your your hospital or your cancer center, or or you know through CSC uh, and through our 57 centers around the country, through our partners at Live Strong, uh, you know there there are many many ways to to deal with these post treatment issues. Um, to talk to your doctor about getting a good medical, you know, management and post treatment surveillance plan in place. To you know, to, as Dr. Schaffner said, try to get back to some routine or some things that that matter to you and that are, uh, you know, important to you that will help you define that, uh, to help you define that new normal. We have so much more to talk about. Um, this is frankly speaking about cancer. We're going to take a quick break, but don't go away because when we come back, we're going to talk about survivor care plans and the importance of every patient, every survivor having a survivor care plan to guide that period forward. So, um, so don't go away. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we will be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Effective cancer treatment requires more than just medication or surgery. For the country's 12 million cancer survivors and their loved ones, the social and emotional challenges of adapting to life with cancer are ongoing. How to handle coworkers' questions, how to get comfortable with new physical realities, how to reassure worried family members, or explain to friends your priorities have changed. The Cancer Support Community is ready to help by providing free counseling, education, and hope for survivors and their caregivers. Whether online or at over 100 locations around the world, the Cancer Support Community is ready to offer the support you need to live a better life with cancer. For more information on support groups, publications, nutrition, exercise programs, and more, call 1-888-793-9355 or visit us online at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org. The Cancer Support Community, a global network of education and hope. Hi, I'm Nick Nicolaitis, President and CEO of Morphotech, and we're delighted to be a sponsor of Cancer Support Community's Frankly Speaking About Cancer series. Morphotech and its parent company, Azi, are committed to human health care, and we recognize that patients and their families are the most important participants in the health care process. We salute our global advocacy partners who are devoted to improving the lives of people touched by cancer every day. Cancer. It's a lonely word. Terms I don't understand. Choices I never thought I'd have to make. But there is hope and help. Support from cancer survivors. Links to research and clinical trials. Help with finances and access to care. All behind you at Breakaway from Cancer. Created by Amgen to empower cancer patients. 
The Cancer Support Community is proud to be a partner of Breakaway from Cancer. Real Life Solutions, Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer. Uh, we're, we're coming towards the end of our show, um, but we still have more to talk about. Uh, I have two wonderful guests today, Dr. Schaffner from uh, from Vanderbilt and Vicki Kennedy from the Cancer Support Community. In this final segment, I want to touch on specific ways that people can prepare themselves for life after cancer. I'm talking about survivorship care plans, and this is something that the Institute of Medicine recommends that every cancer patient have in order to maintain their health after completing cancer treatment. Uh, a plan like this addresses life after treatment. It includes a, a summary of your treatment history, potential even short or long-term side effects of treatment. Treatment, uh, recommendations for living a healthy lifestyle, uh, you know, you know th- th- those, those types of components. Um, so, Vicki, maybe you could just take a minute to talk about what those key components are, uh, you know, of a survivor care plan and, and, and maybe where folks can get that or how they, you know, engage in that conversation with their doctor. Sure. Um, you know, that's, that's, it's, it's such an important topic. And, you know, as you mentioned, the Institute of Medicine, um, certainly has, has, uh, established that it's critical. But more recently, the American College of Surgeons Commission on Cancer has created a new standard for hospitals and cancer centers all over the country that now will require that all cancer patients that are seen in those centers get a survivor care plan. So, um, if you are, uh, in treatment or a cancer survivor, it's really important to ask your doctor and your healthcare teams to go in and say, I want a survivor care plan. And that care plan should have um, a treatment summary. It should have a detailed um, kind of description of uh, the tumor type that you had and the pathology, kind of the, the, what the lab results were around your, your, your actual type of cancer. It would have information about your stage of cancer and very detailed information about what treatment you received. What type of chemotherapy? How much did you get? How frequently did you get it? What type of radiation or surgery or other types of treatment were provided for you? Because that's so important and so often um, cancer, cancer survivors go off and they don't really have that information at hand uh, to share with future doctors or to share with their general practitioner when they go back out into the community to be cared for by their family doctors. So it's really important to have that treatment summary. And then it also has usually a really good survivor care plan will give you tips and suggestions and recommendations for what what test do you need when how often should i come back to to the doctor when should i come to the the oncologist or when should i go to my family doctor mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. do i need to do to monitor that so dr Schaffner, how, how how important do you think it is for a patient after treatment to, to you know to to be empowered in this way to have this this kind of plan to to, to guide their care because you know cancer is a game changer in a way well vicky has said it very very well now some of your listeners may say why Why do I need all this? Because the doctor that I'm going to has all that information. But Vicki mentioned there are often transitions in care from the oncologists and other cancer specialists to the primary care doctor. The primary care doctor needs that information, and you need to have it also to make sure that that 
information is well transitioned. And another thing, we travel, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we may, for a short period of time or part of the year, live in another part of the country. Uh, we may uh, move going from Mm -hmm. our community now, uh, where we now live, to another community. Mm -hmm. So having that information with you assures the transmission of that information. Right. No, I think uh, uh, I think that's a great point, um, Vicky. Am I? Uh, you know, folks want to know where they can get one of these things. Um, uh, is this something you know I, I, I'm likely to, to be able to access through my uh, through my hospital or cancer center or oncologist? Um, uh, uh, are there other organizations you know that provide them if they don't necessarily have a, a good uh, kind of a template or format? You know, in the practice where I'm going, is there a place where I can kind of, as a patient, say, Hey, you know what, I'm going to be empowered around this, and, and I'm going to kind of take this information into my doctor and say, hey, can you help me fill this out so that I can take this information along with me to the right people? Sure. There are, you know, for, I think it's always good to kind of start first with your oncologist uh, or, you know, the, the, your doctor's office to see because yeah. they may have a great uh, form and, and they fill out fill it out for you and they have mm-hmm. it ready. It may even be electronic. If you have uh, an electronic medical record, it may already be in there. So certainly start there and ask your doctor, um, you know, say, I heard about the survivor care mm-hmm. plan. I don't think I have one, do I? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and I really do want one and have that doctor uh, create it. If they don't have one or if they seem to be unsure about what that might mm-hmm. look like, Certainly, the uh, uh, live through the LiveStrong uh, website. There is uh, a program called uh, that, that where you can download some forms and fill mm-hmm. fill some of them out and take those into your doctor through the Cancer Support Community Cancer Transitions Program. We have mm-hmm. information about a survivor care plan, kind of a a template, uh, a form you could use and take in and ask the doctor uh, to to help you fill that out. As well, so there are places out there um, to to get that information. You can even just search cancer survivor care plan uh, mm-hmm. online, and it will take you um, to some really great sources uh, to to get that information. But sometimes you do have to drive it. You're right. You right. have to be the person that says. Um, yeah. Gee, don't look at me so confused. This is important, and I really want to have it, and I really want to, as Dr. Schaffner says, I need to be able to take it where I need to be uh, with my health care because it could make a difference down the road uh, in the types of other treatments I need to receive for other illnesses or other problems that I might experience. Right, right, absolutely. No, I think that's I think that's great advice. There are a lot of a lot of very good models uh, that are out there, and as you said, uh, Vicky, you know we're going to be seeing this more and more as a standard practice in yeah. you know in, in in cancer treatment, and a lot of these important organizations, you know, standard setting organizations are saying, hey, this is a uh, you know a critical part of of cancer care, and this is you know part of quality cancer care um, uh, in this country, and so we want we want folks to know about those those important components. This has been a great show. Gosh, there's so much more um, I think we could be talking about on this topic, but I want to thank you both for joining us on the show today. I want to thank you for being part of the Living Healthy with Cancer uh, uh, series. Uh, The program, as I said, includes a a wonderful essentials fact sheet. There's online content resources. Uh, uh, We've done a radio media tour. Um, And and, and so we do want to guide folks to the Living Healthy with Cancer program. It is all free. You can download it. It's at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. I want to thank, thank folks for joining us today for the show, for Frank 
specifically speaking about cancer. Uh, I'm Kim Thibodeau, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. Uh, as I mentioned earlier in the show, the Cancer Support Community provides a multitude of in-person, online, telephonic uh, support. Vicki mentioned the open to options, treatment, decision counseling. You know, we have, um, uh, you know, we're at more than 100 locations across the country where we are providing um, support groups, educational programs, nutrition, exercise, stress reduction. These services are free of charge to people with all cancers at all stage of illness and to also family members, loved ones, caregivers. Um, in fact, in the past year alone, we've provided over $40 million in free services to, uh, to patients and families around the country. So uh, visit us at cancersupportcommunity.org. You can find a list of our, of our wonderful uh, affiliates. You can uh, join an online support group, uh, uh, check out our bulletin board online, or you can call us. We've got a helpline that is staffed by trained, licensed professionals. You can call us uh, toll-free at 888 9355. Again, that is 888-793-9355 to speak to one of our counselors. That's Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Or again, visit us at cancersupportcommunity.org. We want everyone who is diagnosed with cancer to know that you do not have to face cancer alone. I'm Kim Tebaldo. This is Frankly Speaking About Cancer. Until next time, be well, do well, live well. Thank you for joining us for Frankly Speaking About Cancer with your host, Kim Tibaldo. We're here for you every Tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. In the meantime, stay connected online at cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org. <music>